and welcome to Dice and a Slice, the only D&D 5e podcast powered entirely by baked goods. My name is Joshua Gould, I am your dungeon master, token male, and I am well and truly untethered. I'm joined today by a slice of Victoria Sponge with buttercream icing and raspberry jam, as well as a mug of Assam tea. Hi, my name is Alicia, I have a slice of flapjack with me today because I forgot we were recording, so I had to panic text my mum on my lunch break at work and ask her to bake flapjacks for me. It is tasty. And who, who are you playing? Oh, I play Tala. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love her. She is my blue baby. Uh, hi there, my name's Jazz. I'm playing Skylar. And um, today I have a bought from the spa <laughs> chocolate roly poly. It, it's it's doing pretty good. It's uh, it's store bought, so it's definitely lacking that that love that comes within the mistakes made at uh, at your own home baked cooking. But uh, are you saying the spa don't bake with love? Ex- that's Scandal. exactly that's exactly what I'm saying. Scandal. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen, Jazz. I don't I don't know if we're allowed to say that. It's not like they've got a home bake section, so I can say whatever I like about their home baking because it's not there. <laughs> oh, and I'm Alice, and I'm eating a teeny tiny little slice of Battenberg, um, which is also. Uh, lovingly baked by the spa. Uh, actually, no, that's Mr. Kipling. Well, the spa <laughs> and Mr. Kipling baked it they together. They have a lovely relationship. Okay. <laughs> and they did it with love. They did it with love. And this Battenberg is my reward for going outside and getting us cakes. Yeah, you were the brave one. Guiltily filling my basket with so many essential items just to justify being there at all. I also highly <laughs> appreciate the mini bottle of rosé that you, that you went and faced yeah. that terrifying outside world for yeah, me so. even though I am on so many antihistamines well not so many I'm on one because you can't be on more than one but I am very on that antihistamine to survive hay you're fever so, so I can't committed. drink I'm just you're so committed to that I'm emotionally really on that antihistamine now to be fair you can be on more than one antihistamine it is just a very difficult day also I feel like you can still drink when you're on antihistamine no you cannot not meant oh, to and oh my goodness oh. I've gone over the age where you can get away with it because I accidentally drank on the same day as having antihistamine a few weeks ago and I just couldn't do anything I was absolutely I was more tired than I've ever been in my life I feel like I do that all the time and I've only just been told that that's not a thing (laughs) she was absolutely out of it I felt like I hadn't slept in days maybe that's because that's my permanent state of being that I just can't tell (laughs) so Tala why don't you catch us up so Last week, we had all just left Nakodi on a boat with some strangers. We were all pretty pissed off, because A, they didn't seem like they knew how to sail a boat, and B, they had stolen a boat and just left it in the harbour where they stole it from, essentially making us criminals with them. So we sailed away, and we all had some nice awkward boat time, and then we had a chat over some food, in which we basically all agreed to help each other. The team we are with said they would help us take down this zoo. Skylar said that he is having some trouble at home with a person who is manipulating the community. So we all agreed that we would help him go and do that back in Oasis. And I think Hendrix is just pleased to be part of the team. So he basically just agreed to help everyone, which was nice. (laughs) So we all basically shook hands and agreed to help each other. And there was a mysterious green flash over the ocean, which no one was really fussed about bar Hendrix. And then we all went to bed and 
we were awoken by a storm. A really, really big storm. And uh, I've never been out at sea right in the middle of the ocean before, and it was super exciting. Not for everyone, but for me it was very exciting. So immediately people start yelling and screaming and trying to do stuff with ropes and wheels, so Hendrix is helping Pad to steer the ship. Skylar is climbing the mast to help Shimmer at the top, and I just start grabbing ropes, because that seems like a boat thing to do. I've never sailed a boat. I can breathe underwater. I don't need boats. <laughs> so we're helping and we're fixing, but it's just shit got so real so quick. Hendrix was dodging lightning. I mean, Skylar went overboard twice. And uh, I mean, the ship just completely fell apart. We were running, we were screaming. They were trying to fix holes, but there were too many holes. So eventually Skylar was like, hey, let's just build a raft of barrels. So we built a raft and that made sense. And Skylar built the raft, but then didn't get on the raft in time. So Hendrix was like, no worries, I've got my tentacle. So he used his tentacle to pull Skylar onto the raft and in doing so knocked him unconscious. And then we spent some hours having a horrible time on the raft <laughs> and we have since landed and awoken on a beach. As far as you are aware. Well, there was sand and there was sky. I'm calling it a beach. <laughs> So, you are all on a beach, as far as you are aware. Could all of you please roll me a constitution saving throw? Oh, who's gonna hell? Ooh, that is a 19. 14. 13. Tala, you are the first one to awaken. Ah. And your body feels heavy. Like it, it just genuinely feels a lot heavier than it did before, uh, partially because you've spent so long in the water and now your bones are having to support their own mass, and also partially just because of the sheer fatigue that you're, like, you, your your body has gone through horrendous, horrendous, horrendous treatment that really, you know, would have probably have killed a, a less a less sturdy person. These waves are lapping at the shore and overhead there are, in fact, seagulls. Um, and you look around and you can see uh, Skylar, and you can see Hendrix, and you cannot seem to see anybody else around you. You also notice, because it would be really hard not to notice, that the sand you are on is jet black. Oh, we know where that <laughs> is. Would Tala know where has jet black sand, or would she know anything? What would I know, is my question. Tell you what, roll me a history check, and then roll me a nature check. History is a four. Okay. Nature is a nine. <laughs> With your history check, you are aware that sand can be black. <laughs> With your nature check, you are aware that sand can be black. <laughs> and that you are by the coast. <laughs> are there footprints in the sand from the rest of the team, like Tiny and Pad. Uh, Romy, a survival check. Did they leave us? I'm literally like, if they have left us here... If it, after everything they've put us through, emotionally, I mean, we've only known them for like a little bit, but emotionally... <laughs> that is a 15. A 15. Uh, you do not see any footprints that you believe would belong to uh, Tiny or Pad or Norma or Shimmer. You do see footprints that you do not recognise. There are three sets by the looks of things. Oh, no. Did people just come gawp at us and then leave? <laughs> They're like, no, I don't want that. 
those fucking <laughs> bastards. Not to get involved with that nonsense. <laughs> I'm so confused. With your with your survival check, I'll also tell you that these footprints don't look to be relatively new. It just looks like there there have been footprints gone past here at some point. It doesn't look like these people have seen you because there would have been the evidence of like more weight and turning and scuffling and looking. This looks as though these three sets of footprints have gone past where you are at some point in the recent history, but not so recent to have been where you are there. Okay. Is there any sign of the raft or sign of the team in the water? There is a lot of flotsam and there is a lot of jetsam. There is a lot of... Are those actual boat terms? Yeah, they're just... Because I just think of the eels from Little Mermaid and I'm sure that's not what you're talking about. There are not lots of eels. (laughs) No, that's... That's not That's correct. That's why they're called that. Yeah, I've, I just thought they were fun names. No, it's a, no. It's a fun boat term. I'll, okay. I'll read you the dictionary definition if you'd like. Oh, please That's don't. That's not fun. That's Jesus not Christ. fun. It is fun. I support you. Learning is fun. <laughs> not in podcast time. Well, I do apologise. There, there is no jetsam. There is lots of flotsam. Oh. Okay. Ooh, now we need to know the distinction. I take it all now back. you have to I take it all us. back, what Josh. The what's the distinction? What's going on? <laughs> So what is the difference between flotsam and jetsam? Flotsam is defined as debris flown in the water that was not deliberately thrown overboard, often as a result from a shipwreck or an accident. Jetsam describes debris that was deliberately thrown overboard by the crew of a ship in distress, most often to lighten the ship's load. How cool. So which one have we got? You have got lots of flotsam. I take it back. I did actually find that really interesting. (laughs) Yeah, right. You all said no. I'm here supporting you, Josh. Are there any bodies? Um, you're looking for bodies in the water? Well, if they're not on the land... Yeah, roll me a perception check. Oh, that is a 22. You do not see any bodies floating around in the water. You do not see any other bodies along the coast. I'm so confused. I'm going to wake up Hendrix and Skylar. The two of you wake up, and same as before, you hear the seagulls overhead. You can hear the lapping of the waves against the shore. Uh, you can feel this sand beneath your beneath your hands and beneath your bodies. And as you try to right yourselves, you sort of feel every muscle in your body sort of straining and, and almost you can feel your entire body swearing at you. Um, Hendrix, can you please roll me a perception check? Does he have even more crabs in his pockets than normal? <laughs> no, uh, ironically, they're gone. <gasps> no crabs! He's lost his pocket crabs. He's currently spitting sand and water out of his mouth and being miserable. He looks about as damp as ever, I imagine, because he's always <laughs> damp. It always looks like he's just drowned. Actually, Hendrix doesn't look any different. No. <laughs> he looks weirdly the same. <laughs> um, my perception t- check is 12. In your left hand, there is a thick black leather bound book that was not there when you uh, last remember existing. <gasps> Oh, so God. he instantly checks it. Because I was going to say, he'd be there in, after spitting sand. He'd be just like looking through his pack and checking all his things before he thinks to check on our crewmates. Um, so he instead checks this book. Selfish bastard. Uh, Romy and investigate check. That is a six. <laughs> it was almost a nat 20 and then it rolled into a two. So that's a six Damn. overall. <laughs> it is a black leather book. It looks really, really old. And on the front, uh, you speak Abyssal, is that right? Yes. On the inside cover, which is always the first thing you look at with, with the book, uh, it says Property of Axel. Oh, well, so he's obviously dusting the sand off of that, looking through it, being very protective of it. As you try to dust the bits of sand off it, you find that like more sand sort of just generates out of the spine. <laughs> I love 
that? That's amazing. That is going to be a pain in the ass. His <laughs> poor, ever damp, ever sandy life. Yeah, but no, no sound like pours out of the book. It's just like there's sand in the book, and that's just how it is. <laughs> That's so on brand. I love it. As you flip through the pages, you can you can sort of see like the ink is sort of swirling about. It's like if you'd put some black ink on a on a single pane of glass and you were then moving it about, the ink would sort of swirl about. That's what That's it looks like cool. but in but in paper form as you try and read through this uh, this grimoire of shadows because of course all three of you have leveled up. Yes. Skylar. Yeah. You also wake up and your body mm-hmm. your body feels heavy and nasty and damp and this is a whole new form of dampness for you like there's there's swamp damp and then there's been at sea for a long time ah, damp. swamp damp my familiar kind of damp <laughs> yeah you probably miss swamp damp at this point i really do um as you as you sort of look about skylar you uh you you recognize that you are on a beach and you recognize that there is black sand you see your compatriots and you and as with tala you don't see any of the others okay so i'm gonna jump up okay and uh, even though every part of me is is dying slowly yeah. i'm gonna jump up and have a look around and see uh where are we if you're trying to work out where you are geographically roll a history check if you're trying to work out natural features nearby you that may, might help you form a better overall picture then roll nature it's obviously gonna be that second one i'm not gonna lie Sure. Roll nature. Okay. So, that is a 15. 15. With a 15, uh, Skylar. Now, bearing in mind you've lived pretty much on a swampy peninsula for your entire life. Mm-hmm. You have been near the coast, and you are aware of the concept of islands. Um, you sort of look to your left, and you look to your right, and you see that this beach you're on seems to, as it reaches into the distance, seems to sort of disappears seems to curve around and then you look up across the shore and you see that there is immediately just a very thick jungle that no one else seems to have recognized yet and within the middle of this jungle there appears to be like a like a small mountainous uh formation oh boy uh guys what so I'm, uh, he's in his book, he's just looking through his book, and I imagine, <laughs> I was going to say, because he only got such a low investigate, I'm going to put part of that down to, he's kind of jealously hiding it once he sees how important it is to him, even though these guys wouldn't care about it <laughs> at all. He's like, oh, sure. it's from Asclis, I must, I must clutch it to my chest and hide it from them. So he's mm. currently doing that, and then he uh, looks up and sees this jungle. So we got a jungle here, and uh, a big old mountain, and uh, is it safe to assume I've seen the footprints? Yeah, yeah, you, you would have seen the footprints. Yeah, those don't belong to any of the guys we were with. I was going to say. I can't see them anywhere. They're not in the water. They're just not here. Can I roll nature or something to try and work out how likely it is that they were just washed up on a different part of the beach? Yeah, you can roll nature. Cool. Um, do, do nature plus, plus your proficiency with your navigator's tools. Okay, that is, after all that kindness, an eight. (laughs) You know that the tides are wicked and foul, and you are grateful that you have been put here with the two people that you trust most, probably on this planet. Wow, that's really presuming a lot. (laughs) I don't want to put words into Hendrix's mouth. I was going to say, DM is reaching. Skylar, can you please roll me a survival check? Absolutely. 
Especially now that I got expertise. You've now got expertise because as you levelled up, you took the rogue archetype of Scout, which gives you lots of really fun Scout-related things. Hell yeah. That is a 22. You have a look at these footprints and you notice that they have four toes that end in a slight claw and they have webbing between them. You have met in your life an other humanoid-like creature that has four toes with webbing between them and an ever-so-slight point on them. <laughs> you can't see the face that I'm pulling, but oh, it is sour. The footprints seem to be heading in a southern direction, which would be left of the beach. Um, but as you look closer and closer at these footprints, you see that they're actually... Footprints layered over footprints layered over footprints. So you assume this is some sort of patrol that perhaps comes around this area. He is not happy about that. So he jumps up and he's like, okay, we need to get off this beach. Why? These people what are coming by ain't going to be good people. We got to get off this beach. Well, I mean, we I mean, they're going around and around and around. That means that this is a small island. Probably meaning that they ain't going to be long until they come back. Because if these footprints here are still here enough to get layered over again and again, that means it's a quick walk. Because otherwise, this sand would just blow right over it. So, we ain't got long. And I ain't sticking around to meet this guy. I mean, I appreciate we might need to leave. But unfortunately, there's only really... I mean, I'm basically the only one who could survive out at sea with no troubles. You guys, we have nothing. We, we can only go onto the island. We can't go yeah. away from it. That That's what I was assuming. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to get off the island. No, no, no. We're going into the jungle. I respect your level of paranoia, and I'm sure you're right. Uh, but could you, <laughs> if you got some information, could you maybe share it? You seem pretty set on these guys being dangerous, and I kind of want to know why before I go waltzing into the forest, maybe full of them. That's true. You know what I was saying about... There being trouble in my hometown. Oi. Yeah. It seems as though it's more of his people. Right. Is right here. Right. Well, uh, all right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got no problem getting off the beach, but just because they're the same, uh, you know, type of species or whatever, doesn't mean they're um, going to be the same guy. Yeah, I agree. Whilst we're, like, not in a very strong position, I would much rather... We go gather ourselves in privacy rather than being literally frog-marched away from our location. Y'all liked that joke. (laughs) I mean, we can go into the jungle and we can look and kind of scout them out. I mean, I'm with Hendrix. I don't think just because they're the same species that they're necessarily the same as the guy in your hometown? I don't want to necessarily paint everybody with the same brush, but I'm also wary to assume that they're going to be safe when I know that they got the capacity to not be. And I don't want to face any of that whilst I am in the weaker position. All right, let's, let's go. Maybe we can maybe move around in the jungle to the, keep an eye on the coast. I'm concerned about the others. I don't understand where they've God. Yeah, we gotta find them too. They're gonna have washed up somewhere else further down shore, probably. Yeah, if they, they might drowned. have more of the supplies too. Yeah, hopefully. If you guys wanna wanna look look for stuff, 
Then roll me, roll me perception checks. I rolled a nine, so I presume I find my book again. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled an 18. I got 25. I should add, actually, that you guys... Any items and things that you guys would have, you have currently. Thank the Lord. I'm justifying that by saying that your your explorer's packs, your backpacks, whatever you have, you would have been wearing and they would have been tightly done up. I mean, we were preparing to get on that raft, weren't we? So yeah, we were kind of ex- ex- exactly. Yeah. That in mind, Hendrix, you occasionally find bits of driftwood and bits of rope. There's a lot of driftwood. There's a lot of rope. You find some scraps of canvas, but nothing that could be used to make a sail. Okay. Tala, um, you're able to find a couple of crates that are still intact mm-hmm. and you, you sort of open it and you can find inside there are some ruined fruits and vegetables They've not done well at being at sea, even for a day in this salt water, the bacteria and the heat. And you are all aware that it's like a tropical heat while you're there. Skylar, as you're walking along this beach trying to find things, you, again, you see these crates and barrels and, and you do find find one barrel that you recognise. It's made of a very dark oak with with thick, heavy iron bands holding it together. And you, you roll it up onto the sand and you upend it. <laughs> And you, you, you crack the top and, and you can tell this is a barrel of fresh water. Somehow, miraculously, this, this barrel of fresh water has, has made its way onto the shore. Um, also, as you are sort of exploring this black sandy beach, you occasionally see little glints of colour in the sand. Uh, and you end up finding four stones. They are orange stones. Oh, my and God, gems. you have found uh, four pieces of amber. Pretty. <gasps> Yay! Ooh, that's fun. That's almost as good as my rat giblets. <laughs> I would like to know if there are any shells visible on the beach, because fun fact for all you listeners, there is a Triton thing that we decided, I decided, mm. um, where they put quite a lot of meaning in shells, and different shells have different meanings. So I just want to know if there's any on the beach. You do not find any shells on the beach. No shells. No shells. That makes me sad and also very concerned. That sucks for you. <laughs> I got all the amber I need. It's only because th- she's now taking that as a bad omen because she has yet to be on a beach where there is not a single shell. Mm. Like that is a weird thing. What do the shells know? What do the shells know? <laughs> shells have meaning. It's like, it's like a weird prophecy thing. So she was hoping mm. she'd find a shell and be like, okay, so I- I've got this kind of vibe of the island. The fact that there are no shells is like, why are there no shells? It's like seeing no stars in the sky or something. Yeah. Mm. It's like it could be nothing, but also it could be everything. That's super cool. Right. Have we done our exploring? Are we going into the jungle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go to the jungle. Skylar is going to scout ahead. Okay. So, I would like to roll a perception. Yes, please do. So then, that is... A twenty-five. God damn! Style of the scout coming in with them with them good looks, and also that good looking. You're welcome, Skylar. It is a really thick jungle. It is it is very dense, and you are used to. Well, it's it's interesting because on on the very outside of this jungle, it's a lot of palm trees that you see, and and you might not necessarily know what a palm tree is but you recognize a strange looking tree when you see a strange looking tree um tala and hendrix you probably would recognize a palm tree because they there are a few of those that grow along the coast of nakoti as it is and but as you get past these palm trees uh, this jungle starts to become uh, a lot more mangrovey and and skylar immediately you start to feel much more at home 
Mm-hmm. You know, these these root formations and things that almost some of these trees are, are big enough that you can f- walk happily underneath the roots. Um, there's no immediate path, and while these trees are foreign to you, there is something vaguely familiar about them. Okay. Um, so while you guys are in this jungle, any movement you do will be classified as going through difficult terrain. Okay. okay. And what that means mechanically is you move half as fast basically because because of the because of the roots because of the trees because of the the ground underfoot it's just very difficult for you to move through are you guys looking for anything in particular in this jungle or are you just looking to move to a place that isn't on the beach skylar's looking to just move to a place that isn't on the beach he's kind of looking to see if he can get a good route to maybe scout along the beach line yeah. without being in clear view of the beach itself. That's why I was going to say Tala wants to go level with the beach so that we can see if the other guys have washed up. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of moved them to one or two layer of tree back, if that makes sense. Okay. But he would also like to roll to have a look for any tracks. Uh, first, roll me a survival check to look for prints and things where you are. So that is a 18. And with an 18, um, you notice that uh, you, you don't see these footprints from these presumed humanoids uh, that have been going around on the beach. Uh, you do find some paw prints, some very large paw prints, that you uh, assume belong to some sort of native uh, feline of sorts here. Um, so I can assume predator? You can assume predator, given how very few uh, herbivorous cats there are. <laughs> um, there are also some uh, some hoof prints of, of like deer-like animals. You, you would recognise that from, from your swampiness as well. Yeah. Um, occasionally you see a feather that would be from a sort of bird, but a, a single feather of a, of a bird you don't really know is too a little bit too difficult to recognise. Okay, cool. So yeah, he's just kind of running a little bit ahead of the group, just kind of like crouching down, looking, hopping back up, running Good along. Good to know. What is everyone else doing? I would like to just keep an eye out for traps. Skylar's run ahead. She's not going to stop him, but she'll still keep an eye out. You're going to keep an eye out for what? For like pit traps? Yep. And things that you would step on and scoopy uppy traps, sure. Uh, Roll me an investigation check, because I assume you're going to be actively looking for them. That is a 19 to keep an eye out. A 19. Um, so as, as you're going along, occasionally you'll see a, a twig that looks quite dry and might make a, li- a loud noise. Um, but aside from that, you don't find any traps. What's Hendrix up to in this mangrove swampy area? It is quite humid. I was literally going to ask you if it was humid. I don't know why Hendrix specifically needs to know, but we all know he's a grumbly, uncomfortable person at all times. I, I told you because I feel like Hendrix would complain about it. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> just like, is it humid? Okay. <laughs> well, he's got his big, heavy wool coat. And yeah. yeah. He's just, <laughs> he's got his staff. He's kind of half here and half not here, to be honest, because kind of it's catching up with him that he didn't die at sea. He's kind of having his reaction you'd expect him to have on the beach now, where he's kind of quietly spinning from all of that. Sure. What I want to do is he's going to quietly cast Fiendish Vigor on himself as we stomp through the woods. Okay, very well. And as you as you do uh, cast fiendish vigor on yourself, is there what sort of uh, visual effect does that take on Hendrix? Ooh, well, he 
doesn't have to, but I like him using his small amount of alcohol as his component. So he takes out his flask and has a hearty swig to kind of brace himself. Mm -hmm. I like to kind of see a kind of something between like a black mist and a kind of a black inkiness kind of crosses over him for a second and then kind of sinks into his skin as mm -hmm. it gives him that little bit of necrotic extra life. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and Hendrix, basically your your use of fiendish figure from one of your Eldritch invocations, every time you use it, you feel as though Axel is sort of saying, yeah, no, it's all right, you're alive. <laughs> still alive. That's all I ask from Axel. <laughs> Remember that thing we agreed on? Yep, I'm still honouring my end. And occasionally your eye gets drawn towards your, your new book, which I assume you're still clutching in a hand. I think he's safely stored it in a satchel. It's too valuable to kind of be... But he, it's in his mind. It's not so much your eye gets drawn to it, but your hand sort of every occasionally just sort of goes back to make sure that it's still in there mm. and even though you know in your mind that it is there your hand still has to go back to physically check it that's cool however of the three of you none of you explicitly said you were you're checking on the oh Scarlett said he was checking on the beach mm -hmm. but also checking ahead yeah um tala are you checking on the beach as well yeah, she's actively looking out for the team. That's her main concern. You're actively looking out for the team. Is Hendrix looking out, or is Hendrix more concerned with Hendrix at the moment? Hendrix would be looking around the kind of main area. I think if you, they're looking at the beach, he's more concerned about, like, beasties in the woods. Okay. Alicia and Jazz, please roll me a perception check at disadvantage, as the beach is likely obscured from you by moderate foliage. And Hendrix, please roll perception at normal. I got a nat 20. A natural 20. Hot nat diggity damn. Mm -hmm. I can see everything. I'm finally seeing clearly. I got a five. You got a five. I got a 20. A disadvantage. Yep, I rolled a 16 and then a 14. Nice. Tala, you um, are too busy trying to find logs to not be stepped on and holes to not fall in to really be able to get a proper look at the beach. Skylar, you, um, while you're still looking for things that are happening around you, looking for animals, looking for tracks, looking for interesting, juicy nature boy things to fixate on, um, you're also casting a very a wise eye towards the beach. And you do see up ahead, although you can't quite make out what they are, even with a 20, uh, you do see three humanoid-looking things far away. Uh, they seem to be about medium height, and they've got a... a you can't, you can't really tell, but they look to be holding some sort of weapon. But they're, they're sort of far away, further up the beach. They seem to be marching as a three, so you can sort of intuit that maybe these are the people that you were, you'd seen the footprints for previously. All right. Hendrix, you are, while you're casting Fiendish Figure on yourself, you feel um, your your perception sort of starting to come back to itself. You're, you're stressing less and less about the fact that you're not dead and maybe you're you're sort of dismissing a little bit of that survivor guilt. You hear, <laughs> coming deeper in the jungle, you hear, hear a low rumbling sound. Oh. Hendrix wouldn't know what a tiger is, but it sounds <laughs> like a low, tigery, grumbly, rumbly sound. It doesn't sound like a volcano sound. It sounds like a low, tiger, grumbly, rumbly sound, but it's deep in the forest, and I'm only telling you this because you rolled so damn well. Yeah. All right, so he's gonna kind of stop and sort of say quietly to Tala, be like, "There's some sort of big animal up there, something growling." And I guess he'll kind of shuffle over to you, Skyler, and be like, "Something growling up there." So maybe we don't head in that direction. Maybe we keep going this way. How's the beach? Can we just, uh, you know, sneak around? Uh, well, on the beach there there are these 
Uh, three people, I think. They've got weapons. Oh, shit. Um, okay, with, um, with if, if it is like a, a tiger type thing, like a big cat, uh, you got a couple of things you can do. Don't turn your back on any of them. No matter what right. species it is, just do not turn your back. Because that's right. when they start thinking, hmm, I'm gonna chase that. So keep on them. If it's, uh, you can try a couple of things. Just walking away slow tends to be quite good. Or uh, get really big. Really big and like walking sideways and all kind of weird looking. And then. Wait, walking sideways like a crab? Yeah. Yeah, if you look. It Arms in the air and walking sideways like a crab. Yeah. As Hendrix sort of raises his arms to this pantomime of a crab, a few crabs just sort of crawl out of like the sleeves of his robe <laughs> and sort of just just thud like on the floor. It's not a loud thud. It's you know they're, they're very small white crabs. <laughs> oh god! Oh my crabs! Yeah, I rescooped my crabs, my precious crabs. <laughs> look, look, here's a crazy idea, right? I'm thinking I don't want to fight the big animal. Now I know I'm not I'm not really the guy we're gonna peg as the trust and open friendly type, and I get that. But we're stranded here and we don't know what civilization's around, we don't know what's going on, we you know, we ain't got no supplies. We could go talk to those people and say we've washed up on shore and that we you know, wanna know where the nearest city is and that we need help. I mean, I think that's a great idea. If they don't like it, we can just, you know, do what needs to be done. We ain't done nothing wrong. I mean, if they're guards, he kind of gestures to Tyler because she's a guard. It's like, they're not going to have a go at us for being on the shore if we've survived a shipwreck, right? No. It depends how territorial they are, though. Like, just, they might just not like outsiders. I just, I personally, I want to follow them. I want to see where they're going to. And then we can make a judgment call as to whether they've got our friends captive or if they seem like a friendly bunch. Haven't you said that they're just going round and round the beach already, though? Well, yeah, they're going round and round the beach because they're gods. So if we follow them, are we just going to walk around and round the beach for their whole shift? Because I don't want to do that. At some point, they'll go past their city, town, camp. It'll be on their route, but they're gods, so... I mean, we, we ain't as sneaky as you. You might be able to do that, but... We'll get caught, and then they'll not like us. Then they'll be hostile. I mean, hey, speak for yourself. Actually, I'm alright. I was... You know, I'm pretty good. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like yeah. If we if we talk to them, we cut the time in like half. And you know, worst goes to worst. I reckon we can take them. Well, they're three sort of you know just regular beach guards. They're not going to be anything serious. All right. Do you know what? If this is how you guys feel, you can go do it, and I'm going to stay in the woods. Perfect. You can stay, and then if shit goes down, you can just like pew pew. Exactly. I'm much better <laughs> hidden than at range. As a person. So, Hendrix, you do the charm. I can certainly be direct. I'll just stand oh. behind you looking intimidating. Sounds good. Good Perfect. plan. All right. All right, we'll do that. You're really spooked by these guys. I mean, is there something we should know about them? Like I said, it's the same species as the guy. Right, but, you know, they got sort of fire breath or something we should know about. I just don't like the way that they can control minds. Right. He says with absolutely, Jazz has absolutely zero knowledge as to whether these guys actually have <laughs> any ability to control minds. It's just what Skylar thinks. Yeah, well, you know what? The, the, the conviction Skylar has in his beliefs is uh, is enough to make mm. anyone believe that that is the <laughs> truth. Okay. Well, Hendrix looks concerned, uh, but it's like, well, you know, two can play that game. So let's go. Tyler's going to pat Hendrix on the back and, and walk with him to meet the guards. Yeah. Okay, so can I roll a stealth? Yes, please 
18. 18, lovely. You believe yourself to be hidden. Can Hendrix and Tala roll to do like slow mo Baywatch walk? <laughs> uh, yeah, both of you roll performance. <laughs> mine is a 15. So is mine. <laughs> yes, teamwork. <laughs> 15. Okay, so what I'll do is just for a bit of fun fluff, uh, I'm going to say that's the opposite of a stealth check. That's like a, that's like a that's like a notice yeah. me senpai check. Tala's doing like a slow mo. Her hair's blowing in the sea breeze. <laughs> Hendrix is a cape and coat is like blowing in yeah. the wind. Oh, so dramatic. None of these uh, humanoids sort of seem to be <gasps> noticing you, and they are that like the, the three of them are marching along the beach, and like they they, they seem to be walking in a very tight formation. There's there's, there's one at the front and, and two behind and they are just sort of it's like a very very set march and it's, it's very defined footsteps as well as and as they, they appear to be looking ahead tala and hendrix while while you are being magna florious you're looking Thank absolutely you. stupendous um these guys uh, they they just don't see you <laughs> doing that this is really rude i thought we looked pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Skylar's just like in the trees, like, <laughs> damn, they're so cool. <laughs> yeah, <mate. laughs> Look at them go. <laughs> yeah, Skylar, you are you are sufficiently <laughs> impressed. Yeah, Hendrix, your scion of the deep, your your ability to, to telepathically communicate with things what are of water. Um, can you remind me on the distance on that, please? The distance is one hundred and twenty feet. Okay, um, as you get within 120 feet of these guys, from behind you guys see these these things have got like a, a, a purple-grey skin tone about them. Um, they're wearing brown robes that seem to be tied in the middle just by a, by a lazy string or a piece of leather. And occasionally one will sort of turn its head to the side to talk to the other one and, and they'll turn back. And you see they've got these little tendrils at the bottom of their chins and they've got these, these mouths that are filled with like lots of very small pointy teeth and these huge uh, globular eyes on either side of their head. Um, and I'm basically trying to describe a fish head to you. Oh. With gills. Oh, that's adorable. In a gross kind of way. What kind of fish? Uh, nondescript. <laughs> they have nondescript fishy heads. I also, I don't know if this counts as them because I don't know what a fish person is, but I can communicate simple ideas with beasts that can breathe water. These are not beasts. Okay. But Hendrix? Yes. To, just to be clear, just, just to be fair, I can speak mm. to aberrations, beasts, elementals, or monstrosities. And monstrosities, okay. But we both speak primordial. We do both speak primordial. What I will say, Hendrix, is you get within 120 feet of these fishy, fishy men, and there's a little tingle in your mind that says, "Hang on, these are these are things that have a swimming speed and are capable of speech, but I can't can't quite reach them using using this. They're not quite linked to Askel in the uh, Axel, sorry, in the right way. One of them has just a spear. One of them has a spear and a shield, and one of them has a shield and a net. So, could I please roll persuasion? And what I'm gonna do is, he's gonna talk in common, and if they don't respond in common, he's gonna repeat himself in primordial, because I've got primordial okay. Aquin, um, which seems like a good way to go with these guys. And he will kind of be using his Skyon of the Deep. Mm-hmm. To kind of project what he's saying at them on that channel as well, because even though he can't quite reach them, it's sort of it all feels like worth a try, you know, if he kind of does it on both channels. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. That is a, oh, it's a 16. It's better than I thought. You have to get really close to these things before they sort of acknowledge you. They're bad guards. <laughs> they are. They are bad guards, yes. <laughs> cool. So he um he'll he'd kind of approach by like raising a hand and he'd be quite, you know, calling to them from quite a distance because yeah. he'd assume that they'd be able to perceive him. So you see him being very like Hello friends, uh, greetings, uh just uh, you know you know, he's trying to talk to them from a distance and Skyler you'd kinda of yeah. see him do this and then not react and then he gets a bit closer and tries again like Friends greeting and they don't react, he goes closer and tries again <laughs> until it works. Yeah, and and until you're about thirty feet away from these guys uh, and and you, you raise up and say friend friends greet you're probably getting a little bit exasperated at this point great friends Skyler's <laughs> just watching like just peering through and now he's seen that they're these weird fish people he's like oh thank goodness it's not what I thought mm. it was but also I'm staying in the trees <laughs> you've not seen a fish man before yeah <laughs> and these these guys uh, the the one with the the shield and the net actually turns towards you and he goes rap, 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 rap. Is that in primordial um, nope. Aquin? Well, <laughs> nope. And at that point, the, the the other two sort of and like they don't have a neck. There's no neck for them to turn around. They have to turn yeah. their entire body to see you. <laughs> so all all three of these creatures just sort of turn around and go. And the one with the neck is going. And then um, the one with the with the shield and the spear. He, he sort of and you see the spear actually has like um, it, it's got like two points to it, and they sort of look vaguely mandible-esque at the end like cool. like insect jaws at the end cool. um, and the one one with the shield and the spear sort of <laughs> and sort of so thrusts cute. the spear thrusts the spear towards you he looks a little bit frightened uh, so Hedris will kind of hold up his hands he's holding his staff in one hand but he holds up his other hand and holds up his hand with the staff and is just trying to kind of mime that he's that we're not a threat you know and um, he tries undercommon he tries oh you try undercommon yeah I didn't realise you spoke undercommon yeah uh, so when when you sort of tune your brain into undercommon, um, the one with the with the shield and the spear is going. Mark, stay oh, back! Oh, come near us! Stay back! Stay back! Stay back! Rescue! Oh my god! Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like he switches to undercommon and just like, oh, don't don't worry, we come in peace. We're we're not a threat. We've just washed up on shore. We had a shipwreck. Uh, no harm. And they just sort of they they look like between frightened and they feel like they should be trying to capture you but oh. you are you're not being threatening to them unless Tyler is being threatening behind you hmm. what's Tyler up to I mean she doesn't understand what they're saying yeah. she's probably standing one hand on her hip the other hand kind of I imagine her trident's like on her back so she's kind of just holding on like to her trident mm-hmm. so she's not threatening but she is holding on to it because they have just put their spears down towards them so like She's ready. Yeah, Skylar in the trees has gotten out his bow. Skylar in the trees, can you roll me a perception check, please? Tiger time. Okay, so that's a 20. 20, okay. You obviously heard heard Hendrix mention to you the, the growling happening deeper in the jungle. Um, and you have these sort of innate hunter senses about you anyway, just, just due to the, the nature of the life that you've led to this point. The hairs in the back of your neck sort of start to stand on end, and, and you, as you become vaguely aware mm. of another being in your presence, although you can't, you can't see them, but you do know that they are there. I am going to climb into a tree. <laughs> Very well. Uh, roll me. Because most big cats cannot climb trees. Yeah, some of them really can, though. Yeah, some of them really can. Some of them can't. 
So he he prefers the odds of not all big cats can climb. All big cats can be on the ground. So Hashtag not all big cats. <laughs> not all big cats. Let's how about how about we don't? Okay, so uh, acrobatics. Yeah, we're on the acrobatics. Okay, so that is a twenty-two. Yeah, you are able to quickly and efficiently scale up this tree. Am I still hidden? Uh, I'm going to need you to roll a roll a separate stealth check, please, because you've you've done something that would actively unstealth you. Twenty-five. Wow, you're actually even more hidden in the trees than you were on the ground. Makes sense, Swampy Boy. Swampy Boy. Meanwhile, on the beach, um, the. The large fish person, fish person, <laughs> fish person, with just the spear, holding the spear with two hands, um, step steps forward, and like their their undercommon is still, it's like slightly broken in, in terms of conversation. Like the accent isn't right. is sort of an unusual one to you, Hendrix, and also also their intelligence is quite low. Um, oh, that's, just... that's so adorable in a gross kind of way. No, I'm I sorry. If we that. have lost Pad and Tiny and everyone, and these are our new shipmates, I I reject <laughs> this instantly. Oh. Um, the, 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 one with, the one with the big spear stomps forward and he, he goes, friend or foe? Friend. And he, he turns to Tyler because he realises that she doesn't know what they're saying probably and he just says like, I'm just telling them that we're uh, friendly and don't mean no harm. They just seem a little spooked by us. Then he switches back um, uh, to Undercommon. It's just like, friend, friend, we just wanted to ask for directions to the nearest town. Um, and then he sort of he stands to attention with the spear in the ground and the others sort of stand to attention as well. Uh, the one with a single spear puts a hand to his chest and says, Blob! He gestures to the one um, the one with a shield and a spear. Glob! 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 And he just and he gestures to the one with the net and says, Shub! Oh, Shub! 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 Guardians! Protectors! Honor to meet you, Hendrix Tala. Tala will wave. <laughs> uh, all three of them sort of go into a like as deep a bow as you can if you couldn't reticulate your spine. <laughs> oh, are they on little stub legs? Uh, they're not on little stub legs. Uh, they're actually on on surprisingly muscular. Oh, I don't like that at all. Um, and they sort of, they sort of just bend. They sort of just bend in the oh middle. My God, muscular oh fish my people. Tala's gonna say to Hendrix. Are, are we like their kings now? What is happening? I think they're just saying they're just being polite. Oh, right. Okay. Are we their wow. kings? Are well, we their kings? So, so Hendrix <laughs> has just said something, and they're now bowing to them, and she's like, "Who are these people <laughs> that have met we us? We are the gods of their island." <laughs> so Blub says, uh, "You wish to see the village?" If we may, we we mm. shipwrecked, so we we were lost. Mm. We've mm. we've got some friends who are missing. Hey, uh, friends like you. <laughs> I'm trying to think how one would describe them in this world, rather than in our world, where it's like they've got animal heads, kind of like you. <laughs> <laughs> but not. Well, I think um, they're animal people. He will try to describe them. He'll just say they're a sort of mostly our sort of height, but um, they've got different faces. One's more like a bird. One's more like a a big cat. Goes through them like that. One's like a big bull. When you say cat, like the three of them sort of just like Aww. they they shuffle nervously and, and they and they, they start they start looking about in like a like a nervous <laughs> oh, way. No, no, he's nice. He's very nice. And they they, they lean forwards and they say stripes. No stripes. Cat stripes. No, no stripes. Oh, of course they're afraid of the tigers. Mm. 
um, and they they sort of they, they again like they have to turn their whole bodies. They can't even like their articulation from the waist is up and down. They cannot do articulation sideways. They have to move their feet in order to get around. Uh... And they they sort of very very hushedly talk to each other. Okay, roll me a persuasion check, uh, Hendrix. Okay. That's a dirty 20. Um, and they, the the three of them then sort of all stomp round, jump, 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 jump round to you. And, um, and, and Blub, who appears to be the leader, he, he and you can sort of intuit that he's the leader because he's got the most interesting teeth on the <laughs> necklace that he wears. Okay. <laughs> um, and he says, you'll come with us. Right. And they, and then all, all three of them sort of stump, 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 stump around on the, on the sand. And then they all start to like walk purposefully. Again, still following this path that was on the sand. Skylar. Yeah. One more perception check, please. Tiger's like just creeping closer and closer behind you. <laughs> oh, no. I got a tan. Because you're up in this tree and you are so well hidden, you're finding it quite difficult to A, keep an eye on your friends, although you are more or less able to... to you can hear them more than you can see them, but you know vaguely where they're, the direction in which they start heading. Mm-hmm. Tala and Hendrix, I have your passive perceptions right here. Um, Tala, as the five of you, as it is, uh, start to head off in south along this beach, uh, out of your out of your right ear coming from the jungle, you hear uh, the, the sound of a lot of trees and, and shrubs moving, and, and at first you just dismiss it as Skylar. Um, as you see what appears to be a medium-sized tiger uh, charging towards the uh, the three uh, fishy people at the front. Um, Skylar, you then see this tiger leave the tree line. Okay. Uh, it, it did do very well with its stealth check, unfortunately, against your most recent perception. Can I attack it? I would now like everyone to roll me initiative. Oh, hello. Welcome aboard this place. It's the middle bit. It's where I, Josh, speak to you, the listener, about all sorts of social media goodness. Don't worry, there's no fish people here, nor are there any man-eating tigers or angry rhinoceri. Relax. Put your feet up, and why not enjoy a fruity pina colada? We're on island time, after all. First, I'd like to tell you about Strange Fascination Theatre's production of Alice in Wonderland. You thought COVID-19 had killed off all the summer theatre season, didn't you? Well, never fear. Strange Fascination Theatre are here with their socially distanced open-air East Anglian mini-tour, say that three times fast, of Alice in Wonderland. Join them for a fantastical journey down the rabbit hole with Alice, the Mad Hatter, the White Rabbit, and the Queen of Hearts, and more! Make sure you pack a picnic, though don't let the Queen know you've got any tarts. For tour dates and ticketing information, visit Strange Fascination Theatre on Facebook, or go to ticketsource.co.uk forward slash strange hyphen fascination hyphen theatre, where it is always tea time. Speaking of tea, like this, I like segues, let me tell you all about Tea Talks by Nicole. Now, how best to describe this delightful little podcast? Uh, Well, it covers all little things regarding tea and talking, and is absolutely perfect for if you want to wind down and listen to a 20-something talk about absolutely nothing for about half an hour. This is another podcast that is best enjoyed with a slice of something sweet and a cup of your favourite tea. I recommend you listen to the very first episode and then each of them in order when you have a spare half hour. Honestly, they're so much fun to listen to and they can really help relax you. 
You can find Tea Talks by Nicole on Spotify and anywhere where you can find good podcasts. You'll know you found the right one when the podcast image has a teapot on it. Finally, let me point you towards Taking the Average on Instagram. Taking the Average is an Instagram page run by Joe, who's a dungeon master, dragons enthusiast, and self-confessed dice hoarder. We're here for you, Joe. We understand you have a dice problem. This page is regularly updated with campaign notes, homebrew races, subclasses, and classes. In fact, he and I have just started collaborating on a whole new martial class that is partly inspired by Marvel's Venom, so keep your eyes out for that. But more than any of these things, Joe is just a really great guy. He's a fantastic DM, and I guarantee that if you want to talk to someone about D&D, he will happily talk to you about anything to do with it. Joe is my go-to guy to speak to when I have any sorts of rulings questions, or even if I've thought of a really fun character concept. That Instagram handle again is at takingtheaverage. Please do give Joe a follow if you're interested in Dungeons & Dragons. And I hope you are, because you're listening to a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. On the subject of social medias, don't forget you can find us everywhere at Dice and a Slice. That's D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E. And if you're one of our top fans on Facebook, we'll give you a little shout-out in the middle bit. Top fans such as Reese, Carol, Alicia's mum, Joe, previously mentioned, and Ollie, who gets a special mention for being the first person to make a meme about our podcast. You can find it on our Facebook and Instagram page. It's it's hilarious. Thank you so much, Ollie. Uh, we all had a really good laugh about that. And as a little reminder, if we get five reviews on Apple Podcasts, we'll publish our world map for the fine Isles of Nortiska. And after that goal is reached, we'll even set a new one with a brand new goals reward. Well, that's all from me, other than to say thank you again for your continued support and to Alicia for your tireless work, making us all sound far more competent than we actually are. And now, back to the action. I would now like everyone to roll me initiative. Yeah. That is a nat 20, which makes me a 22. I got a 19. And I got an 18. Oh, yeah. look at us nice going. Guys. Doing pretty well. Bending your new fishy friends. Somehow I don't think their initiative is going to be amazing. Yeah. I love the fish people. They're adorable. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know anything about the fish people. Well, I think they're adorable. I know that much. Well, that's true. You do. She's very, you know, surface level. I'm not saying I think that they're morally good people. I'm saying I think they're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so I can make that judgment. In terms of distances, Skylar, you're currently up a about 15 feet off the ground in a tree. Yep, cool. Um, and 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 this and the tree line finishes five feet ahead of you. So you've got five feet of difficult movement. Basically, to get from the tree to the group of people where you are will take an entire round of movement. Hendrix, uh, you now obviously see this tiger as well. I assume Tala would have yelled something, some sort of warning. I mean, realistically, she would have hit it before she would have said anything. Okay, sure, that's fine. Then Tala doesn't yell. Tala doesn't yell a warning. Hendrix, you do not see. I can't see the tiger. Uh, in in the same way that like the fish people don't see the tiger. Yeah, but they're like, shit. It's it's not out of like <laughs> disrespect that she doesn't want to warn anyone, but her instinct is just to go and deal with the problem without making a scene. Oh, barbarian it. You go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> no hard feelings. <laughs> I don't even think that I'm like, Hendrix can die. I don't mind. Yeah, just, 
I don't. Well, I've, I keep it a secret from Hedrix because I don't like him. <laughs> Tala is first in the order. So Tala, this tiger is running towards you. It is about twenty Ooh, feet from me or the fish people. We're not not towards you. It's running towards the fish people. Wonderful. It's twenty feet away. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> bonus action. I'm going to rage. I'm gonna okay, sure. get my tsunami en- en- energy on. Yeah. So, um, Skyler, you can probably see this. Hendrix, you're you're not looking at Tala currently. Um, but Tala, your tattoos again, they start to glow and they seem to start to move across your entire body. And then sort of unusually, you feel in your mouth, you can sort of feel your teeth get a little bit sharper. And that's pretty much it. That's all that you can see. Uh-oh. I am going to run at this creature and I am going to attack recklessly. Okay. Which gives me advantage. And I am going to stab him with my trident. Okay, roll me an attack. <laughs> I rolled my first roll was a nat twenty. No, nice. I will roll again in case I get two. Oh fuck! <laughs> my second roll was a nat one, so it's a good thing I got that Ooh. nat twenty. That is a good thing that you got the nat twenty, isn't it? Okay, which technically is a twenty-six. Um, that's that's fine. Nat twenty always hits when he, when you're in combat. So does that mean I get I get double damage? You roll double your damage dice. Yes. Fuck yeah. Uh, you don't get double damage, just double your damage dice. Yes, I assume that's... you're two-handing your trident? Always. Always. Okay, so that is... First roll is a 7 plus 4, which is an 11. Second roll. So it's 11 plus 5, which is 16. 16, right. Piercing damage. 16, piercing damage. And and as as you sort of charge towards this tiger, this, this rage sort of pulsing through your body, as these protective instincts that have been honed over years and years of training and, and just work on the streets. Uh, you charge towards with your with your trident, two hands given a good thrust in, a, a thrust that would stop a mortal being. You feel like it didn't react appropriately to the amount of stabbing that you gave it. Uh-oh. Okay. I imagine also that Ta- Tala will, sorry, Tala will have like grunted when she stabbed it. So Hendrix, you will have heard that. Oh, ab- absolutely. Well, I feel like Tala probably makes some sort of noise when she rages as well. <sighs> probably a ba- oh, there's probably a battle no. cry. No. no. I think it's like this wave that comes over her, like kind of silent but deadly kind of vibe. Oh, oh yeah, like a good fart. Like stuff just starts to glow and shit gets different and people are like, oh no, oh no, it's happening. Sure. Um, Hendrix, you no doubt will turn towards Tala. I shall. As this happens. Yes. And you, and you notice that her, like her, her, her face seems a little bit sharper Ooh. and you catch a glint of one of her eyes and her, her pupils seem to have completely taken over her eyes. Nice. And obviously, and obviously she's got pointy pointy teeth because Alicia, what did Tyler take at level three? I have taken the path of the totem warrior and Josh has allowed me to change the animals to sea creatures. Yes. So you've taken what would mechanically be known as, as the, as a uh, eagle. Totem Eagle, uh, but we're calling it Totem Barracuda, aren't we? Uh, yes. And my logic is that after the chaos of last week's episode, and obviously Tala was living her best life in the ocean and the waves and all of that power, I feel like part she feels like she's grown this new power from Luska and from being in that environment and seeing the power of the ocean in that way, she has now gained a new sense of power from that. Controversial. <laughs> uh, Skylar, it's your turn. Okay, well, I am going to make a sneak attack. You absolutely are. You have advantage on this. So that is a 23. Yeah, that that, that just about hits, yeah. 
So 13, add 4. So that is 17. 17 piercing damage. God damn, mm. Skylar. Yeah, so you... So sort of through the through the foliage, you, you're able to, to take a beat. And, and again, shooting in forest is something that's, that comes almost naturally to you. So you loose an arrow, and it flies through the air. Uh, Tali, you're vaguely aware of this this small feathery thing that pierces the hide of this tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, Skylar, the arrow doesn't quite go into the tiger as, as much as you would expect it to. It is now the turn of Glub, who is the one Ooh. with the spear and the shield. Oh, he well. He did. He rolled very well. It was surprising to me as well. Well done. Glub uh, is going to uh, just sort of take a, a defensive position. I don't know why. I just really thought you were going to say he was going to flop like a magic harp. I don't know why. <laughs> but no, I just had it Glub, so clear in my mind. Glub is going to use splash. Yeah. <laughs> Glub is going to take a defensive position uh, with uh, in, in front of Blub and Shub as though as though Glub is, is willing to sacrifice Glub's self to uh, to defend their allies. No! Uh, oh, Hendrix, it's now so your turn. Right, so Hendrix has well and truly seen this tiger. And what I will say now for everyone who everyone who can see it is this tiger um, looks to have quite a quite a pale coat. Oh, like okay. It, it's still orange orange and black stripes, but it's not it's not shiny. It's not resplendent in the light. There's something sort of off about it. And Hendrix, um, there's something about this tiger that that sort of piques your Picks a little sousson in your mind. Can I uh, roll like Arcana as a bonus action? You can't roll that sort of thing as a bonus action, unfortunately. No. Yeah, I'll, I'll investigate it. Okay. Yeah. Because before he casts a spell on it, he needs to know what he's casting a spell on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, roll, roll, investigate, and I'll and I'll tell you what you would be able to tell, and I'll and I'll let you know if there's any interesting spicy bits of information. Do as you well. want me to roll just investigate, or would it be more appropriate to roll Arcana? Roll Arcana. Go on. That's uh, 14. Okay. Um, you have read about tigers that live in the deepest, darkest parts of forests, and you've heard of other creatures that live in other equally uh, remote places that have the ability to transform themselves into other things, or they are possibly things that are able to transform themselves into tigers and other animals at will. Ooh. Ah, so it might be a druid, for example, rather than a tiger. Ugh. Possibly could be. That's not the sort of thing that you would be able to tell from from an Arcana check. Okay. Um, you, you still have your bonus action. I do, and I'd like to use it, please, for my yeah. favourite move. Slap it with a tentacle. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna whack it with a tentacle. <laughs> I'm gonna slap it. Roll me a tentacle slap. Glorious. Um, that is a twenty-four, then, please. That definitely hits. Roll one d eight, please, for damage. You better get some damage. Come on, damage. That's a three. That's pants. <laughs> Do better, tentacle. Oh, poor tentacle. It's doing its best. Is that lightning or cold? I'm going to say cold. Oh, yes. Hendrix takes a moment and sort of takes a good look at this creature. And there's sort of a, a quizzical expression crosses his face. And then there's a narrowing of the eyes um, as this tentacle then sort of bursts through the blackened sand. And, and, and lashes towards the the tiger. Gives it a little tickle. Gives it a, gives it a little a little cold tickle, like it's been, like it's been hit by a very very chilly feather. <laughs> um, but its its movement speed is reduced by ten feet yes. for the next round, which is exciting. Amazing. It is now the tiger's turn. <laughs> Reflexively, it sort of bends a little bit and looks towards Tala, 
Um, and it then <laughs> it then goes it like moves ever so slightly from you and still heads towards the uh, the fish people. It is going to be leaving your melee range, however, yes. Then I get to boop it. Okay, boop it. Boop it with the trident, aren't you? Yes, always. That is a eight an eighteen to hit. Eighteen does in fact hit. Roll damage. Ah, so that is nine plus four, which is thirteen plus two, which is fifteen. Your uh, trident comes up and you stab it. You get it quite well in the shoulder this time, as it as it's actually trying to trying to run away from you. You catch it before it even starts to make that movement, and you yeah, and you you pull it back towards you as though you're saying sort of get back here, you piece of shit. Yeah, its speed drops to zero for the rest of his turn. Yeah, so it so I mean technically its speed its speed is now minus ten. <laughs> it will now turn to Tala, who is the one spearing it, and it is it's going to attack you. That's fine, and I will be nice and tell you that it does in fact have advantage on its attack. It does in fact have advantage on its attack. Correct. Um, I can tell you right now, Tala, it does not bite you. <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, it's even with advantage, it got a 10. Ah, yeah, sorry, 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 Tiger. It, it wants to try and get away from you, but your your um, trident is, is stopping it from doing that. It is now the turn of Blood, <sighs> the one that is dual-wielding or, or two-handing the spear. The names, I can't even. They're so cute. From where Blub is standing, Blub is going to throw their sort of two-pronged spear towards the tiger, and, and you just... <laughs> You you just hear this this sound of like he's like he's pouring every ounce of his strength into striking this beast. Be careful, blood. If you were to look at them, you would notice they they sort of look emboldened. Aww. Aww. yay! Fish people unite. I love them. And that bloody hits as well. <laughs> yeah, yes, get up. So he 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 sort of brings his arm up again. He's not able to articulate his body. So he 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 brings his arm up and he brings and brings the other one in front of him to sort of aim, and then he just sort of. Just move the movement for the throwing of the spear comes just from the elbow to the wrist. <laughs> that is the only movement he is able to have while throwing the spear, and it would be comical were it not for the fact that there's a quite terrifying tiger here. Um, but the the spear does make its mark, but the mark it makes is not a particularly marksome mark. Aww. Oh, at least he got it. And is now it is now Shub who has the shield and the net, and Shub, following Blub's lead, is going to swing the net, and he's going to take a couple of steps out, and he's going to launch this net towards um tiger oh god damn god damn god damn god damn and this net then sort of tangles this tiger up oh my gosh he's get it guys they're guards for a reason and blub blub and shub turn to each other and just give each other like again it's it's just they they raise their upper arm so it's upper arm so it's power um not parallel perpendicular so it's perpendicular to their body and then they just from the elbow do a high five oh quite pleased with themselves and then they have a moment of realization as they realize that one of them is entirely toolless and everyone is just weaponless <laughs> um it is now top of the round tala okay so this tiger is this tiger now like incapacitated by this uh, net? Yes, it is restrained. To one ah, does purposes. that give me advantage on my attack? It does, in fact, give you advantage on your attack. Wondrous well. And it has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Yeah. That is another eighteen to hit. Yeah, that hits. Oof! That is a ten plus four, which is a fourteen plus two, which is a sixteen. Sixteen, and and again, your your trident, you're able to. Like this thing is restrained, it is in a net, it is it is in front of you at your mercy. And you are still not quite able to actually pierce it as much as you'd like to. Tala is going to yell, What the fuck is wrong with this tiger? What the fuck is wrong with this tiger? Because <laughs> although she's not seen a tiger, it's a big cat. She's for animals. 
it's not dying. Yeah, this thing is not reacting to, to physical weaponry in a way that, that you guys would normally expect. Skylar, it's your turn. Can I, as a bonus action, hide? Yeah, roll me a stealth check. Do I get an advantage because he's currently in a net on the other side of the beach? No, but he will have disadvantage on perceiving you. Ah, okay. So that is a 24. 24. That's a good stealthing. You you consider yourself to be him. Yay. Okay, so now I'm going to roll with advantage to shoot. Oh, nat 20. Yeah. Oh, oh, 19. So close. So close. See, if that had been two nat 20s on your advantage roll, and this is a nice rule that I've I've homebrewed and been, been working on, if you'd rolled... Nat 20 on both of those, I would have said it's max damage for the critical hit. So you would have gotten max damage and double dice. <laughs> However, you can still roll double your dice. So that's 66. That's a lot of damage. Okay, so 66. Take it out. So, so that is 25. That's all the dicing. Now add any any numbers just oh, as they are on the 29. sheet. 29. 29 piercing damage. Oof. God. Oh boy. And like you feel this arrow hit its mark and you get it, you hit it square in the oh, eye and you nice. feel like that was a real shot that you've probably lived your life trying to make shots like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, like you probably back home, you would call a shot and then you'd try and make oh, it. Oh, and... absolutely. He does everything he can to not whoop because he doesn't know if there are other tigers. (laughs) Naturally. Okay, it is now the turn of Glub, who is the spear and shield one. Glub is gonna gonna charge forwards, again, emboldened by what's going on, and he... Go on, Glub. He's gonna just try and do a good old spear with the spear. However, Glub uh, skies it. Glub really skies it. Oh, Glob. Um, like, Glob goes to spear the tiger, but the, this, this two-pronged spear gets sort of stuck in the net, and he, he wiggles it out and pulls it out, um, but isn't able to cause any damage to the tiger. Hendrix, it's your turn. Right, I'm going to hex it right in his wisdom. Here's hoping. Although, if it's in animal form, is it not just rolling? Would it be rolling attacks from strength? So, when you're in animal form, you take the dex and constitution and strength of the animal, but you're normally, you would keep your wisdom, your intelligence, and your other one. If it's rolling attacks, is it not rolling those from strength? Uh, I would do it strength. Yeah, cool. Only because we're in combat. It's not going to use its wisdom in combat, is it? So it will have disadvantage for that ability check. Okay, what sort of ability check are you using for, sorry? It will also take necrotic damage strength, please. It will take some necrotic damage when it is hit. When when I hit it with an attack. Yep, and I will include your tentacles in that. However, Hex is a bonus action, so you cannot tentacle this turn. Oh, that's a bonus action! Well, in that case, can I take an action action? You may take an action action, yes. Gorgeous! I'm gonna hit it with an Eldritch Blast! Warlock time! I'm a warlock. I hex things, I do Eldritch Blast. I hug my magic book. (laughs) These are the three things I do. (laughs) Roll up that Eldritch Blast, baby! Oh, yes. This has become an agonizing Eldritch Blast since I last used it. It can now include my Charisma modifier. Thank you, Axel, for my incantations. Alright, that's a 19. 19 does in fact hit, yes. Yeah. Roll up damage. Lovely. And don't forget your d6 of necrotic as well. Oh yeah. So that is 8 force damage. Mm-hmm. And another 3 necrotic damage. Yes. Hendrix, you, you cast this, this hex first and there... And, and to your mind, there is like these these implied tentacles just around this creature, restraining its muscles, stopping it from being able to 
to, to strain against the net that it's trapped in. Then you you extend extend your hand from like you, you bring it to a ball and fist to cast the hex, and then you extend it to release this eldritch build up of energy. Nice. Um, and it and it strikes true. Yes. Um, the two fishy folk left, Blub and Shub, have nothing that they can do. Aww. So they are just going. They're just going to sort of cheer like Ewoks without Aww. any, you know, oh, without fur. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, Tyler, it's your turn. I guess I'm stabbing it again. That's all I've got. Mm-hmm. Stab first. Ask questions later. Do we want to? Because if we think it's a person, do we maybe want to knock it out? Basically. The animal still only has a set amount of damage it can take. Okay. And then you boop out of your animal. Ah, okay. So you... Juniper, thanks for the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so by killing the creature, you might not necessarily kill the druid. People might complain about uh, a certain, certain level of metagaming, but I'm completely okay with it. Thank you. Well, it's, it's partly the characters deducing things and partly us just, just checking how do the mechanics of the universe work how, in which how they're do, working yeah, this out. Us as players, this yeah. how yeah. does this work? Yeah. You guys you guys are quite good at um, knowing what you know as players and knowing what you would know as characters. Yeah. And I, So that's why for, for podcast purposes, for entertainment purposes as well, I'm allowing, allowing this. Thank yeah, because Tala doesn't know what the fuck is wrong with this tiger. Yeah. Her logic is, I'm just going to keep hitting it. <laughs> Alicia knows. Ah, Druid, Just sure. Keep stabbing! <laughs> she is. She's like, it's going to bleed at some point. Give me time. <laughs> so it's still restrained, right? Yes, it is. You have you have advantage. So that is a 24 to hit. Yeah, that does hurt yours. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yours so that hurt. is a 10 plus my 2, which is a 12. And once again, your spear, uh, not spear, sorry, your trident comes in. And it, again, you can't tell if it's just got extra thick hide or if maybe the, the badly weathered condition of its coat is giving it some sort of strange protection. But your your trusty trident just isn't quite getting as much purpose as you'd like. And there's a distinct like lack of blood pouring out of it. This thing is practically a colander at this point and there's still not much blood coming out of it. Anything else in your turn, Tyler? Um, I, I know this doesn't affect any damage mechanically. But when she stabs it on this turn and she sees it still doesn't bleed, she's just going to twist a bit. Oh, you bitch. Okay, she's, it's fine. She just wants something to happen. She doesn't understand. She just wants something to bleed. Barbarian <laughs> getting mad. <laughs> no, her eyes have gone black. She is just like, where is the blood? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Love it. Okay, Skylar, it's your turn. I'm a shoot again. Okie dokie, roll shooting. You do have friendlies oh, within I radius of it. do. Um, so while that doesn't give you advantage for them them being within that range, you still get your sneak attack. Okay, so I still get sneak attack, but I do also want to hide because I would like the advantage. Does she not get advantage because he's restrained? Uh, well, yeah, actually, you would get re- advantage because oh, okay. he's restrained anyway. Oh, That's an I excellent get, point. I just well get done, Alicia. everything at the moment. Yeah, you do at the moment. Your friendly barbarian here to help you get advantage. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ta- we work together Tala so well. Tala says you have advantage. It's almost <laughs> like the classes are designed to work together. <laughs> I know. Who knew? <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. So that is a twenty-four. Yeah. 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 That hits. Yeah. Roll damage. Seven plus four. That's an eleven. Again, even though this thing is restrained within a net and full of holes and other arrows, um, it's still there's no blood leaving its body. 
Um, and it is not seeming to take as much damage from that as you would we expect. We have got to hit it with some kind of magic damage, guys. Haven't got any to offer. The, again, the other two, Blub and Shub, are sort of... Uh, uh, Hendrix, you can sort of hear them chastising Glub for not being able to spear it. Like, oh, those two have done their no. job. They've, they've done what they're supposed to no. do. Glob just isn't rising to the challenge. I thought you said they were cheering on their turn. That's not cheering. They were cheering for you guys. They're jeering him because oh, he can't even hit a restrained oh, tiger. Bless oh, bless him. No. Uh, so, Tyler it's, Tyler, it's your turn. What? Tyler, it's your turn. No, it's Glob's. You've just missed a fish. I completely <laughs> lost lost track of... Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it's Mr. Fish. And hearing his friends jeering him now. <laughs> oh. um, and he's going to go go for a one-handed spear. Ah, he gets a natural 20. Yeah, you show yeah. them. You show those fish. Oh, man. He rolled max damage on that as well. Yeah. Well done. Amazing. Well yeah. done. A bit of negative reinforcement really helped him. There is nothing like pettiness to motivate people. Yay. <laughs> Bob also looks quite confused that his spear hasn't quite done what it's supposed to do. Mm. Tyler and Skylar, the, the noise he makes is like a... Oh. Um, Hendrix, you can sort of hear multiple variations on just curse words. <laughs> He's cursing his spear for not striking as true as he hoped. Oh, bless. He's unaware that it's not necessarily his fault. It is now Hendrix's turn. So he's just going to be like, don't worry, buddy, you got it. You show that oh. thing. <laughs> like, can I go towards the thing? And can I tell everyone to back away from me? And can I hold my turn until everyone's had a chance to do so? Yeah, you got to tell me what it is that you want to do, however. You, ca- you can't just say I hold my turn because that's very vague. <laughs> I want to do Thunder Wave. But I don't want to hit okay. everybody. But as it's in a net, I'd like everybody okay. to move out of range of Thunder Wave, and then I'd like to cast Thunder Wave at the tiger. Okay. Um, so the condition for your hold is once everyone else has left the range of Thunder Wave, which is 10 feet, I believe. Yes. So, yeah, Hendrix, you can say whatever you like to convey that. Cool. Yeah, just like, everyone back up a few paces from me, and he's going to go into range of the thing. Your movement will take you into range. Yeah. And your action, you're holding it. But you yeah. can use your bonus action now. Lovely. Then I'm going to slap yeah. it. <laughs> you're going to slap at a tiger. Okay. Uh, you have advantage on this attack. Uh, that's 24 again. That Whoa. hits. Yeah. Roll roll that 1d. Whatever it is. Do I still get my plus? I can still get my d6 as well, don't I? You still get your necrotic damage on that as well. Yeah. Boom. Oh, that's an 8. Yeah. 8. Nice. And a 4. Okay. So that's 8 cold or lightning. Which 8 cold, please. And 4 necrotic. Your warlocky goodness does seem to be having a significant effect on this. Everything is striking as true as you would hope it would. Uh, the tentacle especially looks like a really satisfying slap. And then that, that sort of that, that resonant uh, necrotic energy from your hex as well seems to be really, really doing, doing the Lord's work. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. It is now, it is now, now El Tigre's turn. Okay, with one swipe of his claw, whoosh, the net... Uh, is turned to bits of string. Like as, as this net sort of falls off this tiger, um, you see that like its face changes ever so slightly, and becomes sort of less less feline and slightly more humanoidish, and it's ah. able to sort of stand stand on on what would essentially be its its hind legs. Um, Tala, it's now going to try and bite at you. You go for it. That is a fifteen. That does not hit doesn't hit no so so this this now sort of more bipedal tiger uh, lunges towards you and tries to bite at you but you just sort of use your use your trying to just sort of fend it off the two fishy boys have got nothing to do um but they do make 
peril sounds. Oh. Like, and, and they sort of back towards the shore, and you can sort of see them standing, sort of just where where the waves sort of start to come up the up the sea. Um, Tyler, it's your turn. Um, 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 yeah, I'm just going to hit it. I don't know why I'm thinking about it. <laughs> don't think, just hit. I'm going to recklessly attack it. Okay. To give myself advantage. Okay. That is a twenty-five to hit. Twenty-five hits, yes. <laughs> My maths is wonderful. Roll damage. So that is an 8 plus 4 is 12 plus 2 is 14. Okay. And uh, and even still, your trident doesn't seem to have the impact you'd expect to have. What else are you doing? Yeah, I'm just going to walk away from it. Really cool, mm. like... God, that's so do cool. You, do you coolly walk away? I coolly walk away, but I am going to say that because of my spirit of the Barracuda, other creatures have disadvantage on opportunity attack rolls against me. Yes, he has disadvantage on attack rolls against you, but your reckless attack gives him advantage, so it cancels it out. Wonderful. So, are, are you literally turning your back on this guy? What did I say about turning your back on a tiger? <laughs> I told you not to. I gave you one rule: that and being yeah. a crab. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Tyler will coolly walk away, but I don't think she would turn her back. Yeah, she's gonna walk backwards from it so keeping her eyes on it. it if some if someone could please show us how you coolly walk backwards, walk backwards yeah <laughs> i need to see it no i think she absolutely can walk backwards coolly because she's not like stumbling oh, yeah, she knows there's nothing behind her she is just striding backwards with all the way confidence that there is I, dash, there. I dash behind um, her to trip her <laughs> <laughs> tala does a 16 beat your ac Oh, it meets it, so it beats it. Meets it, so it beats it. Um, as you back away, and you back away like in, a, in, in an appropriate manner, um, looking as impressive as you you wish you could. Um, it is going to again lunge at you uh, with its with its now sort of vaguely humanoid-looking tiger mouth, Ooh. and that does uh, twelve piercing damage halved because of your rage. Thank you. So it does six piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. That isn't 16. Okay. Um, as this this sort of tiger-humanoid hybrid uh, sinks its teeth into probably your exposed arm it manages to get, as it's probably one of the last things as you're, as you're using your trident slightly defensively, mm-hmm. um, you s- sort of feel its teeth sink into your arm around your guard tattoos. And you feel this sort of foulness sort of try and seep into your system, but but just the the sheer force of will of your rage to sort of dismisses anything that might be um, entering your system. Oh no! Uh, Skylar, it's now your turn. I would like to bonus action hide. <laughs> the old hide and shoot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that is a twenty to hide. Yeah. You consider yourself to be hidden. Okay. So then. The poor tiger is getting hit by arrows, but he's got no idea where they're coming from. <laughs> That's the rogue. <laughs> that is a 22. That hits, yeah. Nice. Uh, roll damage for me, please. Okay. You get the benefits of your sneak attack. So that's 8 plus 4, so that's 12. And again, as before, these arrows coming in, each one hitting their mark, some of them hitting their mark more than others. This one actually hit, pisses it right in the rump. But it doesn't go in. Like the the arrow hits, and the arrowhead buries in. But the the hilt of the like the, the main shaft of the arrow, so it doesn't quite go in. I am flabbergasted. Your your ghast is flabbered. Um, anything else on your turn, Skylar? Sorry, I was looking at Hendrix's name on the turn order. I'm happy staying hidden until people need me to come nearer. But I'm doing okay. 
Very well. Um, Glove is going to heed Hendrix's warning, and uh, he's not going to heed Scarlet's warning because he doesn't understand Common. Um, and he turns on his heel and tries to leave. As he tries to leave... Don't you turn your back on that! As he tries I'm... to leave... The tiger's going to try and attack him. Say I told you! <laughs> now, in, in my defence, I did not tell him to leave. I just told him that it wasn't a tiger. You told you told everyone to get out of range. Oh, that warning, yeah. And he's... Yeah, so he's, he's, <laughs> trying, to, he's trying to get out of you range. You killed him! Uh, that does, in fact... Hit. Oh no. Glove needs to make a constitution saving throw oh, as he was no. bitten by the beastie. Sweet Glove! Oh, sweet Glove. What happened to him? Oh, my sweet Glubby Glubby boy. Is he okay? Um, Glove gets bitten by the tiger, and um, and that's all that you guys really see um, as Glove is still able to run towards the shore. Um, it is now Hendrix's turn. Hang on, is it Hendrix's? Previous turn or current turn? Ah, well now, now as Glob moves out of the range, you can cast your yeah, you can cast your uh, thunder wave. It was better it? do a good job, or I've killed Glob for nothing. I'm so sorry, Glob. So the tiger needs to make a Constitution saving throw. Okie dokie. He got a twenty. Not natural. Ah, uh, shit! That beats my spell save DC, which means he takes half damage. So he'll still take some damage, but good. I'm sorry, Glob. Oh, Glob, we loved you. I'm going to go help him with my real turn in a minute. Come on, roll better damage. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't ever been insane with him, um, but I still I stand for Glob. <laughs> well, so that's six thunder damage, so it's not, it's not stupendous. It's not worth killing Glob. Hang on, was Glob the one who on his very first turn stood in front of his friends to defend them and sacrifice himself? Correct. Oh, oh, sweet. Um, sorry, how much damage was that? Six Alice? thunder damage. Six thunder damage. I mean, you do erupt this thunderous force. This tiger humanoid thing looks bad. Okay, let's try and get it. Let's try and finish it off. Did it look like that lightning worked? It looked like it did. It did bad. It did. It hurt him. Okay, then I might as well do it again because everyone's out of range and I get two spells. Two spells! I'm living the good life. I'm living in the fast lane. And you are casting that as, as a second level spell, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. It was. It used to be 2d8 and now it's 3d8. Okay, cool. So I guess, could he do another constitution saving throw, please? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, shit. Oh, so wait, will you stop? You stop everything. Okay. I get to roll my d6 damage on that last roll. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, roll, roll d6. please add three necrotic damage to him, please? Oh man, this guy is looking worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, you got it. And now it's your turn. Now, now he's making a constitution save. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is a natural 20, unfortunately. Oh. He will take no damage on that save. Oh, fuck that guy. But if he had rolled if he had rolled a nat 1, he would have taken maximum damage, regardless of dice rolled. Oh, that's nice. I will just do my bonus action and slap him. Okay, slap him with a fish. You're going to kill him slap with a slap from your tentacle, and I'm so ready for it. <laughs> Hell yeah. That is 25. Yeah, that hits. Roll damage. I just keep getting better. Yee. It's almost as though like being thrown to the sea has improved all of your guys' abilities. Yay! Oh, trial by shipwreck. <laughs> oh, that's an 8. Fuck Max yeah. damage. 8. Wowie. 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 8 cold damage. You need awesome draw your necrotic oh, damage. Oh. oh, look at you go. Um, that's 4 necrotic damage. Um, Hendrix. Yes. How do you want to do this? Ooh, knew it. This is my tentacle slap, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a tentacle slap mixed up with the necrosis as well. Ooh, 
that's beautiful. Well, I always see the tentacle because it says it's a spectral tentacle, so I don't see it as 100% solid. It's like a nice mm. shadowy, ghostly tentacle anyway. So, yeah. oh, do we make this cool or silly? Because it's being slapped to death <laughs> by a tentacle. But <laughs> being pimp slapped. Yeah, so the tentacle kind of curls as it kind of ri rises up and then it swings around and strikes this tiger man round the face. And I just kind of see it all going slightly beautifully slow-mo as the kind of the shadows just kind of all spread around this guy and I don't know. Okay. Is he dying or is he just passing as out? As the tendrils of cold uh, sort of move through this, this hybrid tiger's uh, body, its its physical state starts to change. Mm. And it goes from this being sort of quite menacing bipedal tiger to then sort of looking more like one of these fish people. To, and in <gasps> fact, it then begins to look like one of these fish people. And is then is oh then just God. dead on uh, the floor. Oh! Uh, oh, uh, the betrayal! You then hear behind you, um, and Glob <gasps> looks like he's... He, he looks like if I was to say he looks like a bee has gone inside his head and he's trying to like shake a bee out of his head. Aww. So he, he he looks like he's trying to shake a bee out of his head. That's the easiest way I can describe that. I think he's possessed by this tiger thing. Is that a thing? And didn't something kind of happen inside of Tala when it sort of stopped? Yeah, her? like there was a darkness. Maybe so it has. I assume it's that. Okay, yeah. I'm going to let each of you take some sort of thinking action check. If you would like to try and discern what it is that's just happened and what is happening behind you. Could I do a nature? You may do a nature check, yes. Do I get advantage because I felt whatever it was try and go into me? Does that give me like... An if you do thing? an arcana or medicine check, yes. Okay, I got a 16. You got a 16, okay. I'm just bearing these numbers in mind and I'll reveal what I reveal. Tyler? I got a 15. On a... I was going with arcana. Arcana, okay. Hendrix, what are you going to roll? I got a 17 arcana. Arcana, okay. Um, Skylar, you ain't never seen a big cat move move quite like that before, and you've never seen a big cat move on two legs. Nuh-uh. Um, in your swampy area, there are tales of, of humanoids that have been bitten by bad-looking crocodiles and have turned into what, what what's called commonly as were-crocs. Oh, or were gators, and this seems like a similar sort of thing. Um, Tala and Hendrix, this appears to be some humanoid of these fish people that has had the ability to transform into a tiger and a tiger fish man hybrid. Tala, to you, it felt like there was some sort of curse trying to enter your body more than like a venom or, or just a bacteria in a creature's mouth um hendrix you know a curse when you see one okay it's now the turn of blub and shub who and i'm gonna say they take their turns together and they're gonna turn to each other and they're just gonna launch themselves at glub in an attempt to try and like grapple restrain him okay um he is sufficiently grappled by two of his fishy friends and they literally just like flung themselves on him and they're just holding on to each other and there's like this weird um like fraternal thing going on like brothers in arms trying to trying to help their cursed brother as well and that is where we're going to leave it for this time oh glub we're going to have to kill glub who are these strange fish people will our heroes be able to save glub from the tiger curse 
And how many more fun nautical phrases can our DM mansplain for us? Find out next time on Dice and a Slice. hear that news story about that guy who climbed under um there was a big lorry transporting wine and he was like holding on to the bottom of it um like some kind of cartoon character and he drilled he climbed up to the top and drilled into it and like got into the spigot and was just drinking wine from the thing and it also lost like five gallons of wine or something or five thousand gallons or something i don't understand he just really needs a drink of wine and the driver looks up <laughs> and he sees this man like riding the back of the truck like it's a rodeo bull. <laughs> this straw. sounds so much like when Thomas O'Malley in the Aristocats tries, does that with yes! the yeah. And yes! it's all I'm picturing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Oh, yes, and it was in his underwear and it was in California and yeah, he, re- he released mm, he released 5,000 uh-huh. bottles worth of wine. <laughs> <laughs> that man clearly has a drinking problem. <laughs>